Access Division 33, the official podcast of Division 33 of the American Psychological Association, a group of professionals dedicated to science and practice in the area of intellectual and developmental disabilities and autism spectrum disorder. In each episode, we'll speak with a different member of our division, discussing their work and why it's important to the lives of people with intellectual and developmental disabilities and those who support them. Hello, and welcome to Access Division 33. I'm Laurel Benjamin, a member of Division 33 and your host for today. Today, we'll be talking about social skills interventions with Dr. Sasha Ziedike. Dr. Ziedike is an Associate Professor of Child and Adolescent Studies at California State University Fullerton, specializing in the contribution to empirical work focused on supporting families of neurodivergent youth and adults, such as those with autism and or ADHD. Specifically, her interests lie in the academic, social, and mental health challenges faced by autistic individuals and how these domains influence family well-being, school, and employment outcomes. All right. Well, welcome, Dr. Zedike. We are so happy to have you here with us today. Thank you so much for having me. So your recent research focuses on evaluating the effectiveness of a Toastmasters-based intervention for autistic youth. Can you tell me a little bit more about this program and how your approach maybe differs from programs that are used for adults in this population? Sure. Our study is funded by the Organization for Autism Research and aims to explore the effectiveness and feasibility of implementing the Toastmasters Speechcraft curriculum with autistic adults. I'd like to give a special thanks to Dr. Yasmin Balorian, my co-PI and equal partner on this project, Judy Utal, our community partner and intervention facilitator, and Toastmasters International for their support on the project. For those unfamiliar with Toastmasters, it's a well-established nonprofit organization founded in 1924 dedicated to enhancing communication and leadership skills through public speaking. It operates through a learn-by-doing approach focused on skills like listening, feedback, leadership, and mentoring with over 15,000 clubs worldwide. While Toastmasters wasn't specifically designed for autistic individuals, recent stories from autistic members have highlighted its value. Autistic TEDx speaker Jolene Stockman, for example, credited Toastmasters with building her confidence and skills. A club dedicated to neurodiversity, Neurodiverse Leadership Toastmasters was founded last year. In our study, we're collaborating with the Orange County Asperger's Support Group, or OCASG Toastmasters Gavel Club in Southern California, exclusively for autistic adults. This Toastmasters club was established over 10 years ago using a curriculum called Speechcraft developed by Toastmasters International. We've employed a community-based participatory design across two study phases. In the first phase, we did qualitative research, including interviews with autistic Toastmasters, their mentors and caregivers, as well as nine months of observations of the OCASG Gavel Club. This phase aimed to understand whether, for whom, and under what circumstances Toastmasters is a meaningful community-based program for autistic participants. Phase two builds upon these findings. The qualitative data guided us to make adaptations to the established Toastmasters Speechcraft program to create a socially valid curriculum for autistic adults. We're currently pilot testing the adapted curriculum using a randomized waitlist control design. The adapted Speechcraft curriculum spans 10 weeks with weekly 90-minute meetings. Each meeting follows an agenda with an opening instructional program, mentoring, speeches, evaluations, 
table topics, which is a quick thinking or impromptu type of speaking exercise, announcements, and adjournment. The curriculum covers topics like the value of public speaking skills, speech purposes, gestures, vocal variety, and using descriptive language. Participants work on speeches guided by a one-to-one mentor and complete six speeches on self-selected topics within the weekly curriculum. They have agency in determining their mentor's level of involvement and also the opportunity to work on giving and receiving feedback to their peers. Thank you for providing that thorough overview. Um, So much of your recent research um, I know has focused on the social and behavioral skills of autistic youth, and your current project also focuses on these skills, but using a community-based participatory design, which is something that's new for you. Can you tell us why you chose this approach? Sure. Um, Many young autistic adults require support to achieve their goals and engage in communities. Unfortunately, when they transition out of the K-12 education system, accessible support programs become scarce. The lack of adequate support makes this transition to adulthood particularly challenging for autistic young adults. They face lower rates of post-secondary participation, employment, and independence, and increased social isolation compared to their neurotypical peers. This situation underscores the need for research to identify effective and accessible programs for this group. The programs that do exist for autistic adults have limitations. They often lack meaningful input from autistic adults themselves in their development, implementation, and evaluation. As a result, these programs frequently rely on caregiver reports, ignoring the valuable insights and experiences of autistic individuals. Furthermore, many interventions encourage autistic individuals to conform to neurotypical social norms, leading to stress and anxiety as they mask their true selves. To address these shortcomings, our study takes a participatory approach by actively involving autistic young adults and their allies, including members of Toastmasters and the Orange County Asperger Support Group as study partners. These partners play a central role in all aspects of the study, from its design to measure selection and data interpretation. Our aim is to explore the benefits of Toastmasters while respecting the self-identified priorities of autistic individuals and reducing the pressure for them to mask their autism. Wonderful. Can you tell me a little bit about what you've learned so far in conducting this research? What have some of your findings been? Sure. Um, In our interviews, we expected to hear about the development of communication and leadership skills, since that's what Toastmasters is all about, and even maybe a boost in confidence as a result in participating in Toastmasters. And indeed, we did. Uh, Many shared their sense of belonging and forming connections within a supportive community of like-minded individuals. Autistic Toastmasters spoke of creating lasting friendships and experiencing indirect benefits like improved daily living skills, enhanced mental well-being, and better social communication, such as heightened awareness of social cues. We gained insight into the motivations behind joining and leaving Toastmasters clubs. Some joined for skill building, others sought new friendships and were encouraged by their caregivers. Um, Those who left cited personal or professional factors like relocation or new job opportunities or school. Participants expressed personal growth and leadership opportunities like taking on club roles or engaging in speech competitions as benefits. They highlighted support received from club leaders, mentors, and caregivers, as well as provided suggestions for additional support. They further described their perceptions about receiving feedback, and some had difficulties accepting suggestions, while others found evaluations to be really critical to their success in the program. 
They also discuss logistical considerations like meeting format, length, the program fee. Um, The responses were really varied as participants were from various clubs. Overall, though, our interviews and observational data indicated that Toastmasters is an effective and socially valid program for autistic adults. And while we're still in the pilot phase with the adapted speech craft curriculum and we haven't analyzed any data formally, we have observed anecdotally improvements in communication and confidence. And our exit interviews with our initial group of participants revealed increased self-assurance and a strong sense of community during the 10-week program. Participants also expressed being pleased that autistic individuals were involved as both partners and as some of the mentors in the groups. And my final question for you is, has anything unexpected come from this work? And if so, are there any lessons or advice we could take away from it? Definitely. Um, During the pilot phase, we've observed some very intriguing speech topics. Participants have the freedom to choose their speech subjects, and a majority have chosen topics related to their experiences with autism. And that's not really something that we expected. For instance, one participant debunked the misconception that people with autism lack empathy, while another shared their journey of feeling like a, quote, monster while learning to hide their autistic or, as he described them, monster-like traits. Speech topics were initially a pri- weren't initially a primary focus for measurement, but the prevalence of speeches on things like masking, social isolation, workplace supports, misunderstanding, acceptance of autistic adults and their strengths, and more have really underscored the extensive road ahead. The participant speeches have really highlighted the broader societal need to embrace neurodiversity rather than expecting neurodivergent individuals to conform to neurotypical norms. Uh, This work and the perspective shared by our participants shine a light on the urgent call for greater acceptance and the celebration of neurodiversity. That sounds like a wonderful program. Well, thank you so much for your time and for being here, and thank you for doing this work. Thank you again for inviting me. Please tune into our next episode when we interview another leader in the field of IDD and ASD research. If you'd like to suggest a topic for a future episode, please visit our Division 33 website at www.division33.org and use our contact page with the subject line podcast. To all those professionals working in the field, thank you for the work you do. And to those individuals with IDD and ASD and those who support them, we're here to help.